because when you talk about monkeys, right, many people always think monkeys, they are very cheeky, they are very charismatic, but some people would say they are very naughty. So before we start off the presentation, can Kelvin please flash the first poll question? Yeah, so there's a question that I prepare for everyone, which is to require everyone to use one word to describe the dusky leaf monkey. This is a dusky leaf monkey. So Kelvin, can you flash the question, please? Yep. Yes. So write a word to describe monkeys. Okay. So if you know how to describe monkeys, you can use any words that comes in your mind. It can be naughty. It can be cute. It can be uh, cheeky, whatever. If you know, then you click I know. Then you go to the chat, then write down a word to describe monkeys. If you don't want to participate, it's fine. Then just click I don't know how to describe. For me, I'll put I know, submit, and then you click the chat icon at the bottom to write down your description about monkeys. Okay, I'll give you guys 20 seconds to do that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Time's up. All right. Great job, everyone. Okay. So I'm going to carry out with the sharing. So today, I'm going to talk to you guys about a story about dusky leaf monkeys. Okay. So I can see the poll result. Okay. Most people click, I know. I have no idea who clicked, I don't know, but I'm looking forward to see your description on the Dusky Langers. Okay, so I would like to start the story from four years ago. I remember four years ago, while my assistant and I, we were walking in the forest, just two of us, during sunrise, and all of a sudden, we heard a high-pitched call, and the call sounded like this. Then we were so surprised. Who is that who was calling? Then we searched around for the source of the call. Then we saw this scene. Okay. Something wrong with the slides. Wait, huh? It doesn't move. Wait, huh? Let me stop sharing for a while. Sorry about that. Technical difficulties. Okay. I'm going to try again. Okay. Then, hey, Kelvin, I think there's something wrong. It doesn't work, but it's fine. Yeah, the show must go on. So I'm just going to leave it here like this. Okay. All right. Then we saw this. Can everyone see the orange baby over there? Ah, that is a dusky leaf monkey baby. And this dusky leaf monkey baby, he has a name. His name is Hibang. Hibang means hope in Hokkien. So Hibang and his family, they are the dusky langers. Many people call them by different names. Some people call them the dusky leaf monkeys. Some people call them Lutong. Or even in Mandarin, people will call them Yanjing Shi Ye Ho. But for me, I like to call them the dusky langers. So I'm going to use this word, yeah? Dusky Langers throughout this presentation. 
And today, I'm going to share with you the story of Hibang, the story of hope. So in Malaysia, we have 25 species of primates. What are primates? Primates means monkeys, apes, and human. And dusky leaf monkeys, they are one of the primate species that you can find in Penang and also throughout Peninsula Malaysia, Myanmar, and Thailand as well. Unfortunately, when you talk about animals in Malaysia, most people would think at the charismatic elephants, tigers, or even tapirs. When you talk about monkeys, not people, not many people actually having a good perception towards them. They will use the words like naughty or even cute to describe monkeys. But for monkey species such as Kibang and his family, the dusky langurs, they play a very important role in maintaining the healthy ecosystem. But before I share into their ecology and behavior, let me share about some similarities between Hibang and his family and also us human. Look at this photo. This is Langma. Langma is a Hokkien name, means pretty mom. So for Langma, she's Hibang, mama, Hibang's mother. Just like us human, when we were young, we were nurtured, we were cared by our mother, right? So we form a very tight bond with our mother. And for Hibang, Every day in the morning, he would cling on his mom 24-7 throughout the day and the mom would teach Hibang what to eat, who are the predators in the forest, and who are your friends that you can play with. And after that, you can also see Hibang's papa appearing in the family. Hibang's papa, this fellow over here, this muscular monkey, his name is Alai. Alai means come in English because he's very daring, very courageous, and also very charismatic. For Alai, he has a very, very strong beauty and strong personalities as well. Every morning, he would lead his family, including Hibang, to venture into the forest, leaping through trees to look for the right food plant to feed on and to avoid other monkey troops. Most importantly, as Papa itself, Alai will spend a lot of time with the baby monkeys to teach them survival skills. For example, how to climb the tree, how to groom your sisters, how to share food resources with your brothers. So these are all duties of father, Hibang Papas. Now, have a look at this video. In this video, you can actually see the dusky leaf monkeys. They are moving through the trees. They're hanging on the tree branches. Not all monkeys walk on the ground. For dusky leaf monkeys, they are arboreal monkeys. What is the word arboreal? I'm going to write this word over here so that everyone can have a look. Arboreal means live in trees. So for them, Hibang and his family, they spend around 95% of their time in the trees looking for suitable food plant and suitable sleeping trees itself. They are also folivorous. What is folivorous? Folivorous means feeding on leaves, leaf-eating habits. For dusky leaf monkeys, dusky langurs, they add around 60% of the leaves in their diet itself. So, they would venture through the forest to look for suitable species of plants to feed on the nutrition leaf 
so that they can grow stronger and also wiser. After they feed on leaves or even feed on some fruits, what would they do? They would go play, they would go move around the forest, they would even clean each other body like this. And once they get done with their activities, they would have to look for toilets. So everyone guess, where are the toilets for the dusky langers? Is it the toilets next door? No, their toilets are also on the tree itself. Have you seen monkey poo before? All of you only seen monkey poo on the ground, right? So now I'm going to show you how the monkey poo. As you can see, the poo poo will come out like this. And the monkey poo will fall down to the ground, the forest floor, which is full of soil, full of dry leaves, etc. And after a long period of time, thanks to the sunlight, the water, it will grow into beautiful seedlings, just like this photo. This is a Cesium plant. For anyone who lives in the coastal part of Penang, yeah? for example, Batufringi, Telobahang, if you pay attention to the roadside forest, you see those red color bark trees. Can you recall that? Yeah, those red bark trees around Penang. And these are the seedlings of the Cesium red bark trees. And the dusky langers, they are one of the main seed dispersal agents in carrying the seeds and to plant the seeds throughout the Penang forest. All right. Uh -huh. Now we are going to look at the friends of dusky langers. Wow, what is this? This is a long-tailed macaque. Many people see this monkey, they will use naughty or even feeding to describe them. Because these are the monkeys that we see in botanical gardens and Penang Hill very often. In the forest, both of these different types of monkeys, they live very well together. They even share food with each other, share sleeping trees without any conflict. So throughout five years of studying them in the forest, I realized that we humans, we need to learn something so important from these animals in the forest, which is coexistent all right all different types of animals snakes monkeys birds frogs they live together in the same home and they protect their home together all right when i talk about snakes all of you might wonder huh monkeys can live with snakes can the snakes eat the monkeys for dusky leaf monkeys dusky langers they're actually wiser than we think they know which species of snakes are venomous and which species of snakes they are safe. And for them, they live quite well with all kinds of different species of snakes together. They just have to learn the word respect. Do not trigger each other. This is an interesting video, which you can see Alai, the father of Hibang, try to defend the family from a huge python. Have a look. See the python? This ally calling towards the python.
and the juveniles, the brothers and sisters, they were so curious and decided to check out the python as well. So fascinating, right? And they know that this is a huge further, so the juvenile, they not to touch. And they would go back and let the father to take the lead. All right, okay. There's some connection problem, but no worries about that. Okay, just wait for a couple of minutes. Okay, so as you can see, all different types of animals, they coexist very well in the similar habitat. And for the python itself, they never disturb the dusky langers unless they are very hungry and look for food. And for the dusky langers, they know a certain safe distance to stay away from the snake itself. And they would work together in order to warn each other regarding the occurrence of the snakes, okay? And now this reminds me of a personal experience. Two years ago, when I was bringing a film crew inside the forest and the film crew asked me to go into the deeper part of the forest range first, so I went in. All of a sudden, I heard a juvenile langer. Her name is Lang Loi. Lang Loi means pretty girl. She came towards me around six meters in front of me, eye level, and she called. But the call sounded very different compared to the high-pitched call of Hibang. Her call sounded like this. So I was so curious, like, wow, this type of call means there's threats around, means a predator is around, but where is that predator? So I was looking around, still walking, and the time it was in October, monsoon season, and I have no idea what's on the ground. And all of a sudden, Lang Lui came next to me, two meters away from me, and keep looking down to the forest floor. Then I saw this, a huge python, two feet away on my left, and I nearly stepped on it. Literally nearly stepped on it. And this is Lang Lui. She warned me about the python itself. I was so touched. I was wondering like, wow, I've been following you guys for so many years and you guys actually care about me. Even though I don't touch them like this, I don't feed them, but they see me as someone that studying them throughout their life history. And for me, I respect them by maintaining a safe measure distance from the wildlife itself. So this experience was very touching because if it's not because of Lang Loi, I would have new scars on my left leg already. Okay. Okay, everyone, now look at this photo. This was taken in Tanjung Bunga Pinang through a drone shot. I'm sure that this is not surprising to everyone. Deforestation happening everywhere. However, if you pay attention to the color over here, you can see there's greens over here and there's yellow over here. When there's deforestation, people go into the forest to cut down the trees. This will cause the forest to be separated. What is this phenomenon? We call this habitat fragmentation. In Malaysia or throughout the world, one of the most common fragmentation that we can see is road, the building of road. Anyone recognize here? This was taken in Elobahang, along the coastal highway itself. So when there's a building of roads, it separates 
two patches of forest. And this caused animals to have problem in thinking. How should I cross from one patch of forest to other patch of forest to look for food, to look for boyfriend and girlfriend, and to stay healthy by exercising? What can the animals do? For the dusky langurs, they are arboreal. Remember the word arboreal, live in trees. So their first option would be looking for tree connectivities like this. So when there's tree connectivity, Hibang and his mother able to jump from one tree to the other side of the tree. But what if there's no trees around? What would they do? They would have to look for man-made cable wires. There are lots of people told me that cable wires helps animals, help the squirrels to move from one tree to another tree is a good thing. But if you think about it, cable wire is very thin. It can be just like few millimeters of diameters or even to few centimeters. And it's also not stable. For dusky langurs, when they climb, try to walk on the cable wire, they will feel slippery and there's a risk for electrocution or even fall down from the cable wire and hit the road. Now everyone, try think of the worst case scenario. What if there's no trees connectivity and there's no cable wire? What would the dusky langurs do? They would have to risk their life. Try to look for opportunity when there's no vehicles during that second of the time to run from one side to the other side of the road. This was Hibang when he was around six to seven months old and still clinging to Lengma, his mother. And his mother needs to always take care of Hibang to make sure that there's no vehicle coming so that they can live through another day. Hibang still living right now. He's still in the forest of Telobahang. But unfortunately, one of Hibang's brother was killed by her vehicle. It was three years ago. This boy, his name was Tepiet. Tepiet means special, unique in Hokkien. Tepiet, he was trying his luck to trying to move from the sea back to the forest, divided by a road. But then a vehicle came, was driving so fast, and it hit Tepiet. A citizen called us, and we rushed to the scene so that we can help Tepiet to measure his body length, to have a closer look at the tapiet, get some photos. And now tapiet, he's a specimen, educational specimen in the uh, Taman Rimba, the Lobahang. If all of you have a chance to go to Taman Rimba, the Lobahang, you go into the museum, there's an educational specimen of the dusky langurs, that's tapiet, all right? For Hibang, the babies, they are orange in color. So they look very cute and very adorable. There are many people, they are like trying to show off their social status or maybe due to empathy. They are trying to showcase their love by having all sorts of pets instead of just dogs, cats and hamster. In this dark world known as illegal wildlife trade, means bad people like hunters and poachers go into the forest and catch all these baby animals from their family and then drive them off very far away from their home and to take their photos and sell on the internet such as Facebook and Instagram. There are many animals 
falls as a victim in social media wildlife trade. Not only dusky langers, but also sun bear, kolugo, all kinds of different types of primates, especially gibbons and orangutan. But is this the right thing to do? We already know that the main factor for COVID-19 is wildlife trade. It's due to people abusing animals and cause disease transmission. And wildlife trade is also a very serious problem happening throughout the world for generations. So if people still have no idea in trying to keep a safe distance from wild animals, there will be more zoonotic diseases, zoonosis outbreak that would happen in the future. Another thing that many people always think of expressing their empathy is through feeding animals. Many people who came to me and told me that there are so many animals like wild boars, wild pigs, uh, or even the long-tailed macaques, they keep roaming around the edge of the forest. Why do they do that? Are they hungry? I should feed them. Is this correct? It's not. First of all, animals are like us. Like, I'm a vegetarian, you can't give me meat. Like my friend, she's not sensitive. She's gluten-free diet. There's certain food that they can't eat. Animals are the same, just like monkeys. For dusky langers, they are folivorous, leaf-eating primates. If you feed them bananas or you feed them like chocolate, what will happen? They will get sick. They will get diarrhea. They will get fever. Like for the long-tailed macaques over here, if you feed them one banana, they may feel, hmm, all right. If you feed them two bananas, three bananas, everyday bananas, eventually they will have health problems as well. And most importantly, when the contact happens, when this human being passes a banana to this monkey, disease transmission will happen. So this is not a good thing. One of the most important take-home message that I hope everyone will get from this sharing is to educate the people around you in no feeding monkeys and also illegal wildlife pet trade. All right? Due to these three problems that are faced by dusky langers and wildlife residents, road kills, human feeding habits, and illegal wildlife pet trade, this kind of motivates my team and I to start Langer Project Penang, LPP. Basically, it's a group of volunteers from different backgrounds, as you can see over here. Different ages, different profession. Some are students, some are not. Some are designers, some are administrators, some are international volunteers, some are locals. We work together just for one objective, is to voice out for the wildlife residents in Penang and to inspire young people like Rebecca's son over there and more kids that are watching this sharing, to think of conservation as something that we need to do every day by just looking out to the birds and tell the birds like, you are so important, you help in pollination and seed dispersers. All this small, small appreciation that happen daily can change the mind of kids and kids will grow up to be better individuals. So for Langer Project Penang, our main task is to gather information. Like now, the information that I'm sharing with everyone is from hard work, lots of years of hard work in the forest. Every morning, we wake up by sunrise just to get into the forest and look for the sleeping tree of the dusky langers and start stalking them for 12 hours. 
wherever they go, we go, including if they venture out to the roadside, we would have to go to the roadside so that we can see what are the plants by the roadside, by the sea, that they feed on. Or even some plants that people categorize as wheat can be source of food for the monkeys as well. So all these are very important. To understand the habitat, the home of the monkeys, can help us to develop conservation plan. One of the proud moments that we have achieved from the conservation of Dusky Langer was we built the first urban canopy bridge in Malaysia last year in February. As you can see, this two patch of forest was divided by a road. So we came up with the idea. In Canada, America, in Australia, they have been building animal crossing for so many years already. How come in Malaysia we have not done yet? So we work with local organization in getting the upcycle fire hose and we built the fire hose bridge, allowing the animals to cross from one patch to the other side of the forest. Simple initiative that's gonna help animals for their whole life. What is this? It's a common plantain squirrel that you can see outside your window every day, if you're lucky, all right? So right now, our canopy bridge is like the uh, transpass highway for different kinds of small mammals, including the plantain squirrel, all right? Okay, so now I'm going to show you guys a footage of squirrels and monkey crossing the bridge. I hope that you guys can hear some of the audio from the video, because in this video, you can hear a mixture of audio from the forest and also from the road vehicle itself. Enjoy. Squirrel. Ah, long tail macaque. You may be wondering, how do we get all these beautiful videos and photos? How do we get that? The camera was so high up. Is it someone who stay up there on the bridge trying to take photo of these animals? No. Right now, we're living in the world of technology. So there are all different kinds of fancy cameras, including this kind of camera. Ta-da! Yes, this is me, and this is camera, and this is 40 feet high from the road. So this special camera is known as the camera trap. I'm going to write it down here so that you all can... Google it later for more information. So for camera trap, it's a type of a motion sensor camera that scientists use in the forest or use in all kinds of animals' habitat so that they can capture down the movement of animals in the wild. And for us, we built this bridge and we wanted to see, oh, what kind of animals they are using the bridge. So we installed the camera trap up there. And for me, I have to change the battery. I have to get out the memory card. So I would have to climb up once per month to get all the information up to share with everyone on the internet and also uh, in the scientific community. Unfortunately, during MCO this period of time, we are unable to go out to do camera trapping. So hopefully once the MCO is lifted, we're able to get some very interesting footages and photos from this camera itself. Another good news, you may be wondering, where is the dusky langers in the video just now? 
So when we started to build the bridge in February 2019, we waited for almost like uh, 10 months to get the first footage of Dusky Langers crossing the bridge. You may be wondering, why so long? It's because Dusky, uh, Dusky Langers, they are shy in nature. When they stick to certain route in crossing the road, they will stick to it. Unless the family leader, the alpha male, ally, would take the first step in trying new passage or new routes, then the others would follow. So for Dusky Langers, since they started the first crossing in November 2019, now they are crossing every month and hopefully in the future, we're able to build more bridges throughout Malaysia to help more animals to cross the road safely. And this is a community effort. It wasn't sponsored by government. It wasn't sponsored by any, any like uh, companies, etc. We work very hard to apply international grants like Disney Conservation Fund. And our group of volunteers are all community members. We work together to get this bridge done. Our community effort kind of like acknowledged by our former Minister of Water, Land and Natural Resources, Dr. Xavier. So he came to Penang last year and looked at our bridge and kind of impressed and hope that we're able to influence more community in getting involved in conservation itself. And thanks to our media friend, we also got lots of our conservation story being featured on uh, social medias and also hard copy of newspaper as well. Like this recently one from The Guardian itself, uh, explained a little bit on our canopy bridge effort. So all these different types of media uh, publication able to reach out to a wider range of people. Remember everyone, conservation is not just about protecting animals. It's also about changing people's mind. If you want to be in conservation field, you need to get prepared to be criticized, to be judged by all kinds of people. But we can't really get angry or fed up with them because everyone deserves to have their own perspective. So what you can do as a conservationist to change that perspective so that can influence others with positivities and get everyone aboard for a good cause. This is my mother. Her name is Lisa. So I started my conservation journey after my undergrad. It was in year 2012. I used to work in a cave, dark cave, and I used to work in Tropical Spice Garden as a nature educationist. When I was in the field of conservation, my mom and my dad, they were not so impressed. They would think that, what can you eat by working in conservation? Like typical Asian parents, right? Yeah, no offense. Yeah but I grew up in this style environment, I know that. But then after she realized that, okay, all this are for a good cause, by protecting animals, protecting habitats, by influencing people, you're able to provide a greater future for our future generation, not only for our kids, but also for the balance of nature. All these are interconnected. Right now, she's very active. Every time I have road shows, she will try her best to attend and even brought her friends' kids and tried to educate uh, the kids about the importance of dusky langers. So I'm really thankful of my family support. And for Langer Project Penang, we will keep telling the story of Hibang, the story of hope to the community. We organize rainforest tours in the local forest area and talk to them about figs. Can everyone see the fruits over here? It kind of looks like, like a 
monstrous fruit, right? Yeah, these are actually figs, uh, ficus, uh, and we can see them very commonly in the forest. But not many people really appreciate them. They will chop them down or see them as like a useless plant. But figs, they are one of the important food source for the dusky langers, for birds, for invertebrates, for all kinds of animals that sustain the health of the forest itself. So it's really important to get these words out. When we do environmental education, we are not just talking about the species of animals we are working with. We are talking about the whole ecosystem, how the food chain work, and how the plants sustain the life, how the animals sustain the plants, vice versa. Now, all of you may be thinking, what can I do immediately to help animals and help people? What can I do? I'm not a scientist, I'm not a researcher. What can I do? Like boy, Rebecca-san, what you can do? What is the easiest thing you can do? I'm sure everyone knows how to play mobile phone, right? Everyone is on Instagram, everyone is on TikTok, everyone is on Facebook. What you can do with your mobile phone? Think about it. You can help the authority to report. You can help to report on the wildlife crime. When you're on Instagram, you're scrolling, you're scrolling, all of a sudden you saw someone posting a baby deskilangers in human clothes or even in blankets. What you can do? Instead of scrolling through, you can actually report it to the social media itself or even screenshot the information and send it to our authority. You guys can screenshot or take a picture of the photos over here. Pahiritan is our wildlife department and national park. This is the hotline. And MyCat is an organization that works closely with Pahilitan in combating wildlife crime itself. So these two are the contacts that you guys can send a screenshot or information of the wildlife traits, wildlife crime. And the authority, they'll be following up the cases. So these are all the small efforts that a citizen can do. And through this, you can be a citizen scientist in helping researchers, helping authorities to get information so that in the future, we'll get more reports coming out and all this can be the data, the evidence in order to make policy or even improve policy as well. Before I end this short talk, I would like to share this with all of you. If some of you are from UK or even have friends in UK or even you have a premium VPN to go into UK server, yeah, so the first episode of BBC new series, Primates, will be showing tonight in UK, yeah, which is in 10 minutes in UK, but uh, for Malaysia would be a few hours forward, which is uh, 27 of April, 3 a.m. So keep an eye on this series because uh, there's something exciting going on, which uh, you'll see some familiar faces in this series as well, or even familiar faces like this in this series, all right? Before we end this presentation, I would like to share one of my favorite quotes by Dr. Jane Goodall, which is, only if we understand, can we care. Only if we care, we will help. Only if we help, we shall be safe. This is a story of hope. Hope motivates me to be their voice. And I hope that everyone will just take a moment to think about your surrounding during this MCO. Maybe tomorrow in the morning, open up the window, look out. You'll hear bird chippings, dusky langers moving in the trees, long-tailed macaques coming, 
and try to see what you can do as a citizen to help these animals at the same time helping human in achieving a world of coexistence all right thank you everyone okay kelvin back to you okay all right cool cool that's a very uh exciting to hear this and also very knowledgeable i learned a few things as well and mm -hmm. yeah i've got a couple of questions that are that are that i got from the mm -hmm. That I got and in my mind, and uh, if you guys have any question as well, you guys can also ask uh, in the chat. So one of the first question that we have in mind is that is the state government in Penang uh, doing anything to help with your uh, Lango Project Penang? Yeah, as the state if government. If you talk about collaboration, yes, we had collaboration with Penang Green Council. And Penang mm -hmm. Botanical Garden, they have been very supportive in our research as well. Like Dr. Saw is amazing. He's helping me in the fund identification and also taking care of our students when they're doing fieldwork in both the gardens. And for the uh, authority-wise for fieldwork, yeah, they have been a uh, very great support in providing us the permits and approval to do that. Yes. Okay. It's uh, okay, understood. And then the second question is that uh, are these monkeys still in an endangered or threatened species? And and how can we make them out? Uh, how can we make them out from the list? And what does it take? Yeah. Alright, so according to the IUCN red list, mm -hmm. the status of Dusky Langer, Trichipithecus obscurus, they are currently near threatened. However, survey needs to be done because assessment was done back in 2008. And these are through the uh, analysis of forest cover interviews and by uh, the census survey in several parts of the uh, um, habitat of dusky langers itself. So right now, the stator is near threatened, but in the future, maybe in the next few more months' time, maybe another group of scientists for us, or even ourselves, we can do another census or another survey to actually prove that, or even try to identify the new census status of this species. Because habitat loss happening every single day, and the population increase, decrease, and habitat fragmentation not only cause roadkill, but also cause the reduce of the diversity in the gene pool and also cause inbreeding, etc. And all these different factors, they would affect the population status of a certain species. So if you're asking me the question of what can we do to avoid extinction or even to try to increase the population, I would say that start by just one word, respect. Because I received multiple reports like on uh, dusky langers come into my orchard, feed on my fruit plants, Dusky Langers come to my rooftop, yeah, spoiling my astro satellite, things like that. We have to think to the roots, you know, why would they come out? Like now MCO, they see humans are not coming out, so they're curious, they came to check on us. Ah, okay, that's a good thing. But when people started to complain about all these animals are feeding on their crops, etc., we need to think that why wouldn't the animals stay in their own habitat? It's all due to lack of food, lack of uh, land, and what we can do to help. Not everyone are scientists. Like for us, even scientists work slow. We need lots of years of data in order to help policy making, etc. So we can do by simple initiative like I mentioned in this presentation, start by no feeding monkey and start spread the word on illegal wildlife trade. Because these two factors already affecting the population of species throughout the world, not just dusky langers. Okay, understood, understood. Okay, another question would be is that since, uh, of course, if we go to Botanical Garden, Penang Botanical Garden, uh, some of us may see that people are still feeding the monkeys uh, at times. Mm -hmm. 
But right now, since already one month of MCO, uh, mm. there any updates of how the monkey is doing there since there's no one feeding? Would there still be enough food for them since there's no one feeding them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Botanical Garden is a very nice place. So, yeah. everyone been to Botanical Gardens, right? You should know that the garden itself is not just a garden itself. It's surrounded by forest reserve. So, the monkeys, they used to stay in the forest. Like for us, when we do our research, when we follow them into their sleeping sites, their sleeping sites, majorities are all in the forest. During the peak hours when humans are coming out, then the monkeys come out. So what can this tell you? It means that the monkeys, they are habituated to human food. So during MCO period, you can something you can describe something like fasting period for them. Yeah, or even human food fasting period. When they start to realize that humans are not coming out, they would have to think about their original food source. Monkeys, they move throughout the day to survive. They move, eat, sleep, activity, eat. So if people start pig monkey, they will overcrowd in certain place. You realize not when you go to Botanic Gardens, the monkeys, the macaques, uh, they were just sitting on the ground like nothing to do and just wait for people. When people come, they'll just grab people food. All these are habits that are being poured by humans. So during this MCO period, I would say that the monkeys, they, they will do well. Because Botanical Garden itself, they're surrounded by the forest and there are lots of food plants around. They just have to feed on the food plants, get used to their normal routine. And human, we do our part by not interrupting their daily routine anymore. Okay, understood. All right, so there's uh, one question from the chat is that uh, in Malaysia uh, by mm-hmm. Khalid. So in Malaysia, how bad is Lango-human conflict? Yeah. For Lango-human conflict in Malaysia, is still okay. If you look at the uh, database that's being shared by Prohibitan, I think it's open source, but I'll try to look it up. The number one conflict with human on primate is still long-tail macaques. Because long-tail macaques, they're breeding very fast. First due to deforestation and second due to human feeding them. Yeah, so they breed really, really fast and start to be so hard to control and they start to spending a lot of time in human area. Hence, all this conflict happened. For langurs in Malaysia, they are still in a quite healthy state, hope so. However, in Langkawi, there are people feeding them already and the hotels over there, they're doing such a great job in trying to tell their guests not to feed monkeys. Yeah, so do we want them to end up to be like, like a trash scavenging monkeys. No, but how to do that? By simple steps that I mentioned just now. No feeding, keep a safe distance. Okay, understood. All right, so uh, is there any last questions from the audience? Yeah, before we end. Yeah, there's one more by Kali as well. Is, that, is it true non-if, uh, is it true non-fruit makes lango goes hyperactive? Yeah, something like that. Non-fruit makes uh, no. uh, Gameplay's non-fruits means no fruits, is it? No, long fruit. Uh, wait, sorry. Is, is it true Morinda fruit makes Lango goes hyperactive? Yeah. Morinda fruit? Not really. Yeah, not, not really. But it, it, it can be a very interesting research. Who asked this question? Eh? Uh, it's in the chat. Yeah. It's, it's in, in the, the chat. chat. Uh, may I know yeah. the name of the person who asked this question? Uh, I think it's uh, Anna, Anna Kale. Yeah, Anna Kale. Asked Anna, Kale if you, Anna Kale, if you're interested in uh, carrying out the research on this, uh, it would be great because, <laughs> yeah, one of the food plants of the dusky language is Moringa seed. Yeah, and uh, so far we have not observed any hyperactive unless overdose maybe. is one of the overdose effects. This I don't know personally unless we have someone conduct research on them. But normally for dusky languages when they feed on certain food plants, they will have a series of uh, menu. So they feed 10 minutes on cinnamon leaf and they feed 10 minutes in angsana or maybe 30 minutes in figs. Then they rotate. 
Yeah, so they have a healthy diet. Yeah, so unless you overdose them with certain food plants, then they may be side effect. Yeah, but it's really interesting. Thanks. Okay. All right. So there's last two question. All right. The lot one mm -hmm. one of the question is that uh, uh, how often do you do like the rainforest trip and where usually you do the rainforest trip? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we have been doing rainforest trip since uh, 2017. Yeah. The first one actually 2016, but it was only like a baby step only for a few times. Uh, in 2017, we started to collaborate with Nature Classroom. So Nature Classroom is a uh, social organization on environmental education. Because the time LPP was still new, still a baby. So we started to collaborate to do tours on Pidang Hill, Taman Rimba, Tropical mm -hmm. Spice Garden, and uh, even Chirotokun. And now we are expanding to more location. Just hope that MCO will be lifted. Because uh, before MCO started, we had to cancel four rainforest programs. Because uh, trying to do our part in, in flatten the curve. Yeah, so if you're interested, please follow us on our Facebook page, Langer Project Pinning, or Instagram, Langer Project Pinning itself. And you can keep an eye on our future programs and hope in the future you will join us. Yeah, okay. And our last one is that how could the, like for example, earlier you said that the most of your project are actually from the public funds, is that correct? So how could the public like, uh -huh. tap in to actually help and assist you in like building up more bridges so that we can actually see lesser mm -hmm. uh, like you shared earlier like uh, the, the, that the monkey brother was actually killed by the uh, car accident. Yeah, so how can we actually Yes, less road kills. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. so far our conservation and research plan is funded by international foundations. Like our first bridge, the bridge that I showed you guys, was founded by um, the Disney Conservation Plan and also the uh, Rufford Foundation as well. So I will always encourage if people would like to help us, come to join us as volunteers. Because we need all kinds of expertise. Like right now, on in our team, uh, we have like designers, we have like illustrators, we have like uh, public speakers, all different types of expertise to actually help to expand the project into more creative and proactive platform. Because right now, like I mentioned before, conservation is about changing people. But how can we spread the word of conservation to people who are not interested in conservation? Because maybe all of you are already interested in monkeys and conservation, then you join this Zoom session. But how can we spread the word to people that are maybe uncles and aunties who have no idea about what is conservation? How can we do that? So for me right now, communication is very crucial. From research, we get data. And data, we need communication, different types of methods to get the words out. Yeah. To people who are interested to help us, please join us and speak to us and we'll speak more. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Julian, for having you tonight to share with us about, the, uh, about, your, about your project and also on your experience you. on to setting up this NGO. And uh, thank you guys yes. for joining for tonight's talk as well. So yeah, I will see you guys uh, very soon. If we have a next event, we will update you guys. And uh, thank you so much, Julian. And uh, please do keep up the effort because Penang needs you because without you, in Penang, I think this lango will be in Triton ready for more Triton. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. So that's yeah. all. Yeah. Uh, let me do one more shout. Yeah. Uh, just wait, wait, wait. Uh, one, one more shout. Uh. So I'm going live again later in uh, 15 minutes, but it's going to be a Mandarin session. Yeah, in a Mandarin session. So if anyone who knows how to speak Mandarin or even listen to Mandarin who like to hear more comprehensive, like really long talk about languages, the one that I spoke just now was just less than 20 minutes. If you're interested in a very long, like more than 30 minutes Mandarin talk about languages, yeah, please uh, come to our Facebook page and we'll be sharing the link up to the Facebook page. It's a Zoom session so everyone can watch. 
thank you so much everyone have a good night yeah stay right. safe during this mco thank okay, you guys. bye thank bye you so bye, much everyone, everyone. thank you, thank thank you. you. Bye -bye. take care all right take care Wow. 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 Wow.